podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek Podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the Captain, Aurora Babalu. Aurora, how Hello. are you doing? I'm doing good. And the Fleet Admiral, completely human, Ben Knight. Ben, how are you? I'm geeking the hell out for reasons we were just discussing off air, <laughs> Star which i probably mention in due course. <laughs> yes. Good lord. I'm sure yeah. it'll come up. Uh, mm. We're talking about Star Trek Picard, Season 1, Episode 6, The Impossible Box. And uh, here's what went down in the episode. So, Soji is experiencing a reoccurring dream of her childhood. Narek, who... Okay, maybe we had an episode in between their last fight, so maybe they just made up. Sometimes that happens with couples. Uh, Narek believes that exploring her dream will reveal the location of where she came from, her homeworld. Uh, aboard the Serena, Gerardi tells Picard that Maddox died as a result of his injuries on Free Cloud, which is a lie. And Picard is like, oh, right, nice one. Fair yeah. enough. Never mind. <laughs> well, he's getting older, that aromatic syndrome, you know. Yeah. Uh, Raffi uh, persuades a Starfleet contact to issue Picard a temporary diplomatic credential, uh, although this kind of costs Raffi her, uh, her pull with this particular Starfleet officer, but she does so nonetheless uh, amidst a lot of drink. So, uh, the Romulans, uh, they do this so the Romulans will let him aboard the artifact and meet with the director of the Reclamation Project, Hugh. Uh, Narek continues sowing seeds of doubt with Soji about her identity, and she starts scanning things in her room belonging to her, and is shaken to find out that none of the things in her room, none of the pictures, none of anything, are older than 37 months. Narek helps her to meditate and to explore her dream while his sister is secretly monitoring the room. In the dream, Soji sees herself as a doll, and when she looks up, she sees two red moons and a stormy sky. That is enough for Narek and her sister to start looking for her planet. Narek tries to kill Soji, but she activates, escapes, and meets Picard and Hugh, who have kind of uh, reunited and been looking for Soji this whole time. Hugh takes Picard and Soji to an emergency long-distance transportation device 
which we may mention again a little bit later, allowing hmm. them to escape the artifact. Romulan guards try to stop them, but Elnor appears, uh, not staying on the Serena like Picard had ordered him to, and kills them, thus also saving them. Uh, he also vows to stay behind with Hugh to hold off the pursuers. So, Ben, I'm going to start with you. I'm pretty sure you have some theories and whatnot. So, what did you think of the impossible box? Um, uh, as soon as it finished, I thought, not a lot happened there. And then, going back over it ahead of recording this show, I was sort of making a, just a list of, of those kind of um, checkpoints throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, a hell of a lot happened here. So, I yeah. didn't quite how those two things it didn't um, feel like it at the time but then when you piece it apart you're like actually quite a bit did happen yeah yeah um it it features some of the worst dialogue so far at Picard sadly although it does feature some I mean it really does right yes um but it also has a couple of belting lines um Mm -hmm. my favorite uh I don't know do you want Narek's um you know, abusive uh, bastard line, you're not real, you never were, which yes. is mm-hmm. a certain Oof. degree of venom. Um, or my favourite, I think, and it's probably a, maybe a greatest of all time um, uh, a Picard line, uh, they don't change, they metastasize. Yes. Which all yeah. of a sudden I heard a billion geeks reaching for Google and going... <laughs> What does metastasize? Oh, right, okay. He's saying like, they're a like cancer. cancer. There we go. Right, totally good. Yeah. Um, although, like, about twenty minutes later, he was then saying that the Borg were victims, and that's how we ought to understand them. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm not sure those the, two things. That the people, I, yeah, I think he's trying to reconcile. Like, the people behind the Borg are victims. Like behind oh, yeah. the machine, they are victims, but the actual hive, the queen, that the process, mm. that is the cancer and it like the machine element is what takes over the people it is the cancer that metastasizes over the rest of organic life Um, yeah i think yeah that that makes sense uh i think so um there's a lot that goes on i i'm i'm not sure how much of what we've seen in this episode really Mm -hmm. Tells us much more about what's. I mean, this is a series that's playing its cards close to its chest. It, there's quite a lot of misdirection going on. Yes. Um, some of it's sort of obvious misdirection. Mm-hmm. Um, I the think the thing that's bugged me this week uh, is that, okay, so far Picard is not my favorite Star Trek series um, in existence, and you know it's only six episodes in. Give it a break. Yeah, hard, of one season. Yeah, hard to say so far. Abs- absolutely, but. Um, what I've really found annoying is a number of various nerds online this week who've been saying that this is not Star Trek or it's um, Star Trek made by people who hate Star Trek. I heard from somebody mm. today. <laughs> Jesus, dude, chill out. I mean, Patrick what? Stewart helped make this show. Mm. Yeah. Like, he I was mean, in the writer's room. Things. Yeah, there's a load of stuff you could say about the show, yeah. but I don't think that's one of them. But then this no. was from a 50-year-old guy with a top knot, so... Yeah, Um <laughs> I'm just saying, and maybe he should just start a little closer from home. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's dragging its heels a little bit, I feel, again. Maybe a little, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not. I think we're beginning to get the momentum of, you know, now we're all there on the on the cube. We're beginning to see where it's going, I think, at least. Mm-hmm. And um, I... 
I, I don't know. I, at the moment, I, I didn't. I didn't love this episode. I I loved various parts of it. I thought it felt a little bit clunky. It felt like they maybe were an episode short, and so had to sort of stick bits together. Um, when I had time to and felt inclined, I've, I I often pause and rewind bits of um, Star Trek just mm-hmm. to look for stuff in the background. Particularly, uh, the only thing I paused and rewound here um, was uh, uh, that scene with uh, Rios, and it wasn't for the reason you're thinking. It's because <laughs> I, I no, it's well, it was a little bit. It was because I really like those shorts. And I was just thinking, <laughs> one way you get those. See if I can find from- those shorts. Yeah, they're fabulous. Um, yeah. I, t- I tweeted the. Uh, remember, I was talking about the jumper a few weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I tweeted the costume designer for the show to find out about the jumper. Turns out, loads of people are asking about the jumper. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, we we can all see where we're going. It's it's a lot of fun. I think we are still on track for the theories we've already identified in terms of. Um, I mean, you know, so we've got all the twin themes, all of the art, incidentally, in uh, in her room when she trashed it was all double images of everything. I don't know if you saw that on the walls. Mm-hmm. I did, mm-hmm. yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's lots of, we can, and obviously we, that's a, obviously a sort of theme that's running through in the connection to this. Uh, I do wonder whether the Borg Queen is going to be part of that um, twins story. Yes. Um, it occurred to me. Um I think we're still on track for the Romulans having had a hand in the creation of the Borg. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is supported in part by, and don't worry, I'm not going to interject it here, but I think that may be a, a, a theory that is common with those who make other media for Star Trek. Yes. Um, I think that's about it. I Yeah, I didn't love it, but it did what it was supposed to do, I think. Now, for my mm. own... For my own uh like the ease of my brain here. Uh, I know that the portal they used was not Iconian. Was that no. the, was that the technology from that one episode of Voyager? Am it I was. Correctly? Okay. Yeah. There was an episode was. of Voyager where they come across this planet where these, uh, alien, they want nothing but to have fun and to have pleasure and to make everybody happy. And that dude had a top knot as well. Didn't that he? dude had a top yeah. knot. He did. <laughs> And uh, they wanted, they had this amazing technology that you step through and it, what was it, like 40,000 light years or something it would take you? Yeah. Or it had a range of 40,000 light years, something like that. And they're yeah. like, we really want this. And they're like, nah, I can't have it. Like, that's the one thing we can't do. And he's like, it pains me not to give you this pleasure or whatever. And they tried to trade it for like illegal, or not illegal stuff, but like, then they tried to trade something for it. Or maybe I'm thinking of mm-hmm. a different episode, but... And then Janeway bought a scarf at the market, and that's pretty much all that happened in that episode. Yes. <laughs> they didn't get the technology, but so the Borg. Uh, the but she Borg looks ass- fierce in autumn. Yeah, the of Borg. Ass- the Borg assimilated a lot of them and got the technology. I thought for sure. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's where that's from, but not positive. Begins so with an S, and I can't remember who they are. The yeah. um, nope, not- I thought it was going to come to me. No, it's not doing. Yeah, but I thought I would. I, I thought I would bring it up with. Uh, others as uh, as learned about yeah. star trek as myself but i was pretty sure but uh, it wasn't 100 yeah. percent positive aurora uh, what did you think of the impossible box um i'm kind of with ben in, on this one I, I there were some things that i absolutely loved about this episode and there were some that i was like what is happening mm-hmm. um like the the there's two specific scenes that i really liked yes. one was when uh rafi is talking to rios um about her son yes that scene i really really liked Mm -hmm. um 
and I liked it was subtle, but it was uh, at the beginning when Picard is looking up Borg and the artifact, and uh, then the com the yep. computer does like the you know uh, you see him like the picture yeah, of Locutus, right? yes, yes, yeah. That was a really nice touch. I really liked how they did it. Oh, I thought um, it was tremendous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and especially because, not only because he was seeing himself as a Borg, but also he was seeing himself young, younger. Mm -hmm. And you had just see that contrast of him just being older now, and I, it, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, incidentally, for the Blu-ray box set, that better have one of those. You know, when you tilt the oh yeah the image and it and it goes between the two, that yeah, better be yeah, the front yeah. of the box yes. set for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't. I did not like. Whatsoever, Rios and Jurati hooking up together. Yeah, no. I hated that. Um, I thought it didn't make any sense, especially since she just killed the person she loved, was supposed yeah. to love. Like, why is she? I under listen. I understand Rios is hot. I get it. I <laughs> <laughs> have really fetching shorts. We've, yes. we've we've all seen him without his shirt. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. They keep showing him shirtless. It's great. Um, I thought you were going to say something else in relation to the performance of the show, but you're just like, I really no. appreciate that he doesn't no, have a I shirt. Appreciate on. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Some I mean, of, he's, if he it does, was so we could see the tattoo with the siren and the, the, yes. the for adventure and everything. That's why. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. for you know further detail de detailing <laughs> of the world. And the thing is that he, they keep showing him shirtless and sweaty. Yes. Mm. Oh, they need to fix the aircon on that ship, don't they? <laughs> somebody's got to. Somebody's got to fill that Kirk gap. I think he oh, got no. it in his contract, like Kirk. <laughs> Shirt must be ripped or non included. At least, <laughs> at, at least once per episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's the law. I don't know if you guys yeah. recall. There's an episode of the original series where they they just shoehorned it in. Where I, it may have been the. Uh, what is it? The naked time, I think, uh, or bones comes up with like a, an antidote or whatever. And he has, Hang to on a minute. I'll just, I'll just Google bones naked time. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, that was a mistake. Sorry. I'll just put uh, but he has <laughs> to give, Sorry. he has to give Kirk the hypo spray and Kirk walks in. He just grabs Kirk by the sleeve and literally rips the sleeve off. Yeah. Like Bones has superhuman strength to like inject Good him. Like God, man. they found a yeah. way. It, it, like they found a way to rip his shirt, even in this episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's Rios. Rios has that in his claws. He just yes. ripped or no shirt at least once. And again, an episode. again, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it adds a lot to the world for Aurora. <laughs> um, but going back to what Ben said, there were some lines that Picard said this episode that I was like, wait. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them wasn't even a line. I don't know if you guys caught this, but when Rafi is trying to convince uh, the Starfleet, was it an admiral? The captain or admiral, yeah. 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 Um, you know, she's drunk. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's drinking even more to do this. Yes. And then she is successful in getting the, the diplomatic whatever status. Uh -huh. And then um, she walks away with the drink in her hand and she's like stumbling and drunk and Picard is clapping at what yep. she just did. He was like Nancy Pelosi clapping. <laughs> <laughs> like he got up in her face and was just <laughs> And I was like, this is not the Picard I know. I feel like the Picard I know would not be okay with 
I was hoping you'd say, you are my fucking hero. You did that so well. You are fantastic. Why have I still got this stupid accent? I'm a character from Monty Patton. Yes. I I mean, look, I, I agree with you. He's definitely had moments. But, I mean, he's also a bit of a change. He is Jean-Luc he Picard, is. but things have happened to him since we've last seen True. him. True, true. Mm. But I was like, I'm a little, expecting. I'm a little open to it. He still feels like Picard to me at his core, but he has yeah. moments where you're like, that's not the old Picard I remember. Right. Mm. And I, I was kind of expecting that scene. So Rios is the one that takes uh, Rafi to her bed and mm-hmm. makes sure she's okay. And I was expecting that at least when she wakes up, Picard was the one that was there, like maybe thanking her and doing that scene with her, but it was Rios. And I, even though I liked that scene, I feel like at least that would have redeemed him for me a little bit. That Yeah. Because Picard was always like, he was always strong, but also caring about his crew. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like that felt off. He kind of seems very okay with haphazardly using Rafi, who is in a very distressed right. state right now. Yeah, his own, and he, he knows he, she's an addict. So, yes. I don't know. He's strangely okay with it being murder truck as well, doesn't he? Because right. um, I mean, there's people now keeping a body count of the death cult at Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think up to this week, we're on to 33 people murdered in the furtherance of his expedition. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Most <laughs> of whom at the hands of... Um, uh, of Elnor. Elnor. Our, our, fa- our favorite elf, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he 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 seems to maybe when he's not under contract, he's a little bit, you know, less principled. I guess, but that was the other thing that I didn't like because we saw previous episode in a previous episode where Elnor kills someone. He like like Picard flips out. Yes, like he did. Mm. And then in this episode, he he comes in, he kills two people immediately. Yes, and Picard is like, "I told you to stay in the ship," and he was like, "I didn't." And Picard is like, "Okay, thanks." Well, and I was like, "Wait, here, what?" Yeah. I think, I think, I, well, I mean, I think at least some of it is a little situational. Like the guys that they killed on the Romulan planet, like I think Picard thought he could get out of that situation. But mm-hmm. here the stakes were a little bit higher. He's got Soji. They need to escape. They're yeah, almost yeah. certainly going to be killed by these people that are coming after them. So, like, it's a little situational. But yeah. yes, there's definitely a lot less of phasers on stun in the right. show. <laughs> But this is also just just fuck him up. Is basically a stunt. Yes, (laughs) this is. But this show is also uh, simultaneously kind of very clearly detached from the Federation, and I think maybe that's just part of the vibe they're trying to give out. That yeah, you know, this isn't like peace and love Starfleet right now. Like this is Rogue Picard. Yeah, there's problems (laughs) with it, and (laughs) Rogue Picard. We've got a Rogue Picard here. He's growing a goatee. Quick, panic. (laughs) Yes, red alert. Shields up. It's all right. It's all right. It's a soul patch. Yellow alert. <laughs> Yellow alert. Uh, ease. Um, I, you know what? I think I ended up really liking this episode, but uh, not because of the overall. Let's see if this makes any sense. Not because of the overall thing. Ben, you were mentioning that there were like moments or pieces that you liked in the episode, but not the overall episode. I liked a lot of pieces. Like there were so many pieces mm. that I liked that I think mm. this was a good episode, but overall, like the, you know, there's some things that went a little too long. There were some things that is like, yeah, okay. A little question about the direction, uh, but there were so- Eric anymore. Like what he's saying or what he's doing. Like I can both? understand and the disconnect between them and his little teary face. By the when way, he's by the murdering way, his fuck buddy and Ben, what is what is that accent? Because I'm pretty sure that's why 
everybody who's like he's a hot Romulan, I'm almost positive that's why they think he's hot. So what what is that? Which which uh, um, British accent is that? Is it's using? pretty neutral home counties. I, if I had to guess, I would say relatively. Um, I don't know, maybe Buckinghamshire or somewhere, something mm-hmm. like that. That's because that sounds like I've. I've seen He's many a Romulan, I would guess. I've seen many a dreamy British actor person and they almost all carry that same accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh like he sounds like he could be in like a like a pop like a pop like a pop rock band or something like that. He's, got, he's just got one of those voices when you see them interviewed. You think it was in McFly or something? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's got the hair going and everything. Um, mm-hmm. that's, I think, that's where you find out Stargirl was about this sister. I think, <laughs> uh, I think with Narek, for me, uh, it's, you know, he was doing his job, but his sister was also completely right about him. He absolutely mm-hmm. did develop feelings for Soji, but didn't let them ultimately get in the way of doing what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, but he certainly regretted it. Uh, he didn't want to do that, but had to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was you know, the, I blame her impossible box. I would go so far. <laughs> wow. Is that a euphemism, Ben? Or, uh, uh, look, uh, I think there's even probably a part of him that's happy she got away. Or knew that she was going to get away. Like I don't think he wanted to do this, but uh, I think it's clear. And I think the same thing with Gerardi. Uh Like I'm pretty sure she's not really a Romulan. I think she's just a human that got roped into some bigger story here that she was given some sort of incontrovertible evidence of and needed to act on it, but heavily regretted it. And uh, I maybe it just depends on the uh, the perspective, but. I think she went to Rios just because it was one of those things where it's like I feel empty and I just want to feel something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was it was totally that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 100% and, that. and Rios is like, "That's me every day. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, he was so on board. Yeah, he had Sometimes no problems. Don't work. Yeah, <laughs> neither of us feels a thing. Yeah, uh, but the pieces, yeah. the various pieces, I liked. I Aurora, I'm so happy you brought up the. Uh, the overlaying of the picture mm-hmm. of Locutus with uh, current day Picard. The thing I loved, the little bit he did, was when he touched his own face where the implants right. were, like he could still so feel good. them there. Yeah, uh, I thought it was incredible. Also, I mm-hmm. love that they showed baby Hugh, and he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, it's Hugh. And then he flipped it, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, Hugh grew up. Uh, <laughs> I loved, I actually really liked the moment with Hugh where they... Uh, ran into each other. They they met, and Hugh just gives them this this big hug. And after he became way less sinister, like in a second, didn't he? Yeah, because he's, he's been playing it sinister up until now. Uh, what I I think what really made me love it is I just kind of after watching the episode, incidentally, uh, was scrolling through Twitter and just happened to come across a tweet from Jonathan Del Arco who plays Hugh and had like a gif of that scene and just mentioned in a blurb like uh you know me and Patrick were talking through the scene or whatever and he's like the hug was completely uh improved on the spot because he's like how should we greet each other and Jonathan says I think I should give you a hug <laughs> and that's how that's how they did it and I'm like well everybody thinks that about Patrick Stewart so True. of course that makes True. perfect sense <laughs> like I think we should hug Sir Patrick Stewart uh yeah. But yeah, I th- I thought that worked. I loved 
uh, Raffi as like Yoda from episode two of Star Wars, where <laughs> she's all hobbling in drunk. But when time when the time came to flip on that switch, you you couldn't tell. She was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. convincing and charming. And then they turned mm-hmm. off that screen and she was just blah, just collapsed yeah. into a puddle of her own almost practically vomit. I mean, I don't know how she was standing. I I, I like her a lot. I like her character a lot. I liked her a lot. I loved that scene with her in Rios where she's talking about, uh, where she's talking about her kid, like in a completely drunken stupor and he's just taking care of her. Uh, Mm -hmm. I liked that. Uh, I even, uh, enjoyed, uh, I don't know the actress who plays, uh, Soji and and Dodge, but I, I don't recall her name off the top of my head, but I thought she was pretty good in this, uh, episode, as well. I'm not really entirely sure where we're going with all of this yet. And this, mm. this weirdly felt like a lot of things happened, but still walking in place kind of. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to pull that off. Like things happened in this episode, but it feels like we haven't really progressed very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But next week they're teasing William T. Riker. So that was in the yeah. tease yeah. for next week. Um, so whatever portal they went through, apparently that's where they went. They, uh, my guess is they walk, they just appear in Riker's bathroom is my guess. <laughs> like he's in the shower and they just appear. That'll be perfect. They'd come right through a portal right into his bathroom. I presume that's where it is. <laughs> we could ask Diana how, um, everyone in the room feels about that. And she'll say something vague as she's reading the fucking astrology report. <laughs> I sense a lot of I sense a lot of suspense. Uncomfortable, yeah. I sense a lot of, of tension in the room. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't say. <laughs> she does. She does do that a lot. Uh, we, I mean, look, Diana's only half empathic, so you know she she's only getting those vague readings. You know, they they got to keep her superpower tempered, otherwise, you know, the Enterprise would always win very easily. It's That's just true. like that guy's lying. Shoot a ship. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They can't yeah. do that. They can't do that. But, um, you know, oh, speaking it, of superpowers, there... go, oh, go ahead, Ben. Well, no, it's sort of on that point about superpowers, but it was more to do with the, the magic of time travel. There was a time travel reference buried in the background of this episode. Oh, I did not see um, this. Okay. Yeah. So this is aboard the artifact. Um, and I, I don't know if it was, you know, you know sometimes they generate, you know, gen- generic sci-fi conversations in background and so on mm-hmm. um so just as and i can't remember which, which scene is it so they're about to they're just run through a doorway that's all i remember the door is about to shut behind them and there's a tunnel in the background um uh, from you know trevor from cleaning to um engineering or whatever it was um and then there was a warning about um i can, I can never remember it's not chroniton it's the other the, the the type of radiation that the Borg or type of energy the Borg used to travel back in time mm-hmm. in first contact. There's reference to a spike in that cr- 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 Are you sure it's not chroniton radiation? It might be chroniton, yeah. Um I think it was. Uh yeah, so there's a warning about a spike in chroniton radiation. Um huh. and gotta be careful. It's loud that. enough to be able to hear. It's more audible than most of the other sort of generic stuff in the background. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, it wasn't that much for it. Well, because the thing is, nothing really happens accidentally in Star Trek anymore. No, of course not. Um, so it would be a strange thing for them to put in there without meaning it. Um, yeah. But equally, I do hope Picard doesn't go wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. Mm-hmm. At least not mm-hmm. right now. 
or not yeah right as away. i said someday fine in yeah. the future which will possibly be the past but yeah um but yeah i yeah, not not straight out the gate i gotta say i was itching a little bit for a little more nostalgia after that opening with the lacutus overlay thing mm-hmm. and i was sitting there thinking to myself like well the guy recognized him from the pub was quite good wasn't he Oh, uh, wasn't there? Yeah, wasn't? Didn't he walk by? Wasn't when he's he walk running by? down the corridor and a guy in the background just goes, "Lacutus." Le- <laughs> like, <"Yes!"> hey, <laughs> how you doing? Oh man, I remember you from Wolf Three Five Nine. Oh, his we blew tones. up so many ships. His tone's hilarious, though. Really, a little is. bit. Yes. <laughs> so now that you mention it, somebody was like, "Lacutus." Dude, uh, <laughs> what you doing here? <laughs> Do you remember the guy? What's his name? Uh, Cisco. We blew up his ship. His wife was on it, oh, and it traumatized guy. him. <laughs> oh man, that pissed him right off. <laughs> uh, hey, dude, you seem so busy. So Ignore me, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you look, I... you look busy. I'll let you go back to what you're doing. Have a good day. <laughs> By the way, I hope you're not in some way trying to escape. He's like, you know. I have to say I'll have something. To shoot you, yeah. that. I like the I like the casual Borg who's just like he's playing it cool. He doesn't care. Well, the other the, the non drone drones who go to pick up Picards to yeah. stop him falling, and instead of saying anything non creepy, because apparently they can say stuff that's non creepy, like "Hey, dude," yeah. um, they just stare at him blankly and yes. then turn silently and walk away. Because they are Borg, but they're not Borg, but they're just socially awkward Borg. Yeah, yeah socially <laughs> awkward Borg. Um, like, we don't get on well with other people, which is a bit ironic given, you know, hive mind and all that. Yes. Mm. Uh, okay, so, uh, Ben, any other final thoughts? And uh, if not, <laughs> what would you give this episode of Star Trek Picard? Um, oh, uh, uh, I don't know final thoughts other than the fact that bits will balance each other out. I'm going to let it be just above average because I enjoyed the things that were good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going no higher than three and a quarter, though. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, Aurora, final thoughts, if all, or if any, and uh, what would you give it? I was going to say that it made me laugh a little bit, the fact that uh, Soji's supposed mom will talk to her for a certain amount of time and then she will fall asleep. And I was like, is this like a like a dig at moms? <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> Like, okay. That's more than I can handle. <laughs> I mean, Narek's like, you fall asleep every time you talk to your mom? And yeah. she's like, I guess. Doesn't <laughs> it everyone? So normal. It was so normal for her. Yes. Uh, I, I like how they're only noticing that now as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give this episode a three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, so he's in the holodeck on the Serena, and he's in his study or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm sitting inexplicable th- study yes and i'm sitting here thinking to myself i just wish for like one episode it would just be his ready room from the enterprise mm-hmm. d oh like mm. just to have just to see it again like that wouldn't that would be so much cheaper to recreate than the study that they've said yeah. like a, just go and shoot it in the waxworks museum in blackpool oh it's just do they have it all <laughs> set up in there yeah how good is it ben is it pretty good that's all right. It's not as good as the bridge. If you if you're listening to this podcast, one of the graphics from I don't know if it's still on there. One of the graphics is me in various different positions around. Oh the yeah, that's the, the that's the cover art for the podcast. Yes, <laughs> there you go. it's the same exhibition. Um, so yeah, could do that. Um, so yeah, I uh, 
I'm with Aurora on this one. I, I went three and a half as well. But yeah, so not the greatest episode of Picard so far, but not a bad one either. Uh, we'll see where things go. It's it's going to be Riker time coming up next, mm-hmm. or at least that's what they're telling us it's going to be uh, for the next uh, ep- episode. I'm going to see if I can nail this uh, episode title here because it's not standard English. Uh Anyway, uh, as I stare at it, uh, that's the episode. Before, before the- you do, before you do the outro, just a real quick shout out to two yes. of the um, other Star Trek mediums. Um, uh, so one is Star Trek Discovery, the um, audiobook series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're currently up to the latest one is Dead Endless. I've been mentioning them each time they've come out, so I'll mention this one. Um, I have to say. I, I'm not a big fan of it. I've nearly finished it, and I've not been in love with it. If you're interested in this as a story idea, though, it is, um, without any spoilers, I think, you'll realize fairly early on that we are going to find out here what happens to Hugh when he disappears through the mycelial network, um, and he ends up in a slightly different version of the Discovery universe, which okay. is interesting, and it... it pictures some interesting explanations of things that you kind of go oh yeah that would have made more sense than it did on television um which yes. i'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but it is it's a thing uh so there's that uh, there's also of course if you're more of a picard fan the um picard uh episode is coming up imminently in fact no sorry it's already it's already dropped i just haven't listened to it yet uh which is called i can't find the name of it uh even though i've got it here the last something star trek picard the last best hope Oh, okay. Um, so that is out right now uh, by Una McCormack. Uh, so that's pretty good. But the only massive highlight is if you are not currently playing Star Trek Online, get the hell all over that because <laughs> this this particular um, this month on there has just been glorious. You've got the anniversary edition stuff, which has brought um, simultaneously in one scene of the game. Every iconic ship and captain um, with, uh, I mean, granted, some of them have badly resampled voice clips, but uh, Janeway just wasn't playing ball with this episode, was she? Um, (laughs) Or indeed anything else to do with Star Trek, it seems. Um, And it paid for your extension, damn you would. Uh, And the other thing is, oh yeah, if anybody wants to send me £150 so I can buy the uh, collection of (laughs) ships from there, that'll be marvellous I'll, I'll pay the extra nine pounds myself but just the 150 would be splendid hey tell that to um, ben knight at gmail.com absolutely absolutely um yeah so get all over that but actually it for the for the episodes featuring um seven and michael burnham uh which are part of the current um season of star trek online wow they're fun and they've also made the episodes featuring Lorca far more accessible to early players in the game because you don't have to you know you don't have to have reached Mm -hmm. admiral stage or whatever to play them um i think it adapts to your level just because obviously it's tied in with the the show so if you're not playing those play them i won't ruin it for anyone but fans of this podcast know the long-standing theory i have relating to borg and iconians yes and let's just say (laughs) someone in the writing room at star trek online has been listening to the show yes and they've seen my ideas and put it right up on screen yes so uh, that's the episode for this week. Oh, by the way, Star Trek Online, I don't know if you mentioned, Ben, maybe you did. Uh, free, I believe, right? Free to play? Mm-hmm. Free, grind the living hell out of it on um, PC, on PlayStation, and on Xbox, uh, I, I believe. It's on Xbox as well, yes. 
Um, okay, so uh, that's the show for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. And that way you can hear us come back next time talk about more Star Trek Picard Season 1, Episode 7. It's called Nepenthes. Nepenthes.